is currently happening in our cruise industry today. Join me for Cruise Combos as we discover and learn from cruise industry leaders across the globe, all within 28 minutes. Hello, cruise community. Welcome back to Cruise Combos. I am Fadine, your host, and I have an epic person with me today, Marie Andre. Hello, and welcome to Cruise Combos. Bonjour, Claudine. <laughs> Bonjour, mon ami. <laughs> welcome to Cruise Combos. Please share and tell all of our listeners who you are. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, well, I'm the cruise director for the wonderful Port of Quebec in Canada. Been working with the port for 10 years, started as an intern, and I obviously sticked here. They're stuck with me, uh, essentially. But no, I, and, and, and we work around, you know, having more business in cruise and orchestrating the cruise business in Quebec and making sure we have, you know, social acceptability and economic benefits. So part of my job is, uh, is having the cruise industry shine in our region. Amazing, amazing. I met you a couple of times at Sea Trade, but I think we got to know each other a little bit more at this event that you guys had over in your area just not long ago. Tell everybody what just happened in your area. Yeah, so every uh, every year we host a Cruise Canada New England Symposium where we group uh, the community of, of cruise around, you know, they're the itinerary of Cruise Canada New England. So every port, tourism offices, attractions that want to be there are here. And of course, our wonderful clients, the cruise companies that come and have the opportunity as well after to go into a fam tour. So we have many discussions around topics that are, you know, relevant to our time, to 2023 and beyond. And we work together in seeing how we can develop furthermore in the region and how can we enhance the experience for the cruise passengers and, and the cruise lines here. Awesome. And this year it was in Quebec, right? Yes, it was in Quebec in our brand new terminal, Terminal 30, which is, uh, you know, it smells new, actually, <laughs> because <laughs> it, it was ready before pandemic, but it started uh, this year um, in, in a home port. It's a very brand new facility, home port operation ready for, for bigger ships. So we're very happy that, you know, the region committed to that infrastructure and uh, to the benefits of just having many more uh, guests in our in our beautiful city. Definitely. And it's a beautiful port. I was there. I was like, wow, this, is, this looks new. So definitely you're right about that. It even smelled new. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back up a little bit. Tell me about how you started in the cruise industry. You said you were an intern, but how did you even get into cruise? How did you go down this way? Tell us. I would say it's a story of, uh, in French, we say coup de foudre. It's been a love at first sight for me. Um, I started, I was in politics, actually, and I was doing my master. And I was searching for an, an international internship. So I was looking around Quebec City, looking, uh, of course, uh, overseas. And then I met someone from the port and they say, why don't you just come with the port? I mean, we're international. You never thought about us. And I was like, Absolutely, I should. So I started at the port doing some processes with crews. And of course, my master was in business administration. So there was a lot to do here. And I started in the first ship I saw come into the port. I remember very well. It was a VDAM from Holland America Line. And I had goosebumps. I felt in love because for me, cruise has like this sentimental um, effect to it. You know, as, as soon as I saw the ship coming, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful city. And at the same time, it has benefits throughout all of a community. 
It's also a way and a portal to say to people, hey, here's our beautiful region. Come visit it. And it's just it's positives. So for me, it was a mixture of having a bigger, bigger purpose for our region. And of course, you know, having, you know, business that I would like to attend to. And it's and it's also as soon as you come into the industry and you meet the people, then you understand it's a relationship industry and people are just fabulous. So you want to stay in. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that story. So you didn't even have it on your radar until you met someone and they like, is this person still working at the port now? Actually, I must say my CEO is still at the port. We've been together 10 years working together, but there's also Nancy Hooley, who was my mentor at uh, the beginning of my internship. That is now the director of uh, sustainable development with Cruise St. Lawrence, which is a close partner with us. Every development we do, we do it in the region with the Cruise of St. Lawrence, and we do it as well with the Cruise Canada in New England as a whole group. Yes. I knew Nancy a little bit more than you, but Nancy's like, no, no, you really got to get, you have to get to know her. She's great. She was talking about you. So I'm like, I got to get to know her a little bit more. Yeah. She speaks very highly of you. Oh my God. But I can't speak highly of her. I mean, she's been a good mentor. She's now a friend and one of the dearest friends I have uh, at the moment. So it's, it's, she's a beautiful, beautiful person. Oh, that's great. Now you started, how long ago did you start? You said more ten than years. 10 years. 10 years yeah. and now, and you worked your way up, right? To this position. Absolutely. I, I, I began working communication, PR and marketing. And now I took over uh, two years ago, uh, the cruise department and uh, we, what we call port business ecosystem, which is basically innovation at the port. So I have this uh, social mandate at the port and economic mandate at the port as well on two distinct area, but two of that I really adore. That's amazing. I love that you didn't just go right to the top with the position because you've seen different positions and you've had those experiences. So you're, you're looking at it from a different perspective being in your director role, really, because you can yeah. see everything around, right? It's a strain that to be a kind of a multitasker, I always say I'm a good multitasker, but I also see it as a, as a good link to what the port are right now, you know, and specifically Port of Quebec. You visited Port of Quebec, you know, we have in our DNA, we really want to have our citizens proud of their port. And this is why we, we dedicate 20% of our, our territories to, to activities, to pools, to bars, to parks. So we really do a lot for that community. You know, I've been 10 years in this industry and at the beginning it was how do we just grow the business? And now it's how we grow the business with intelligence, with respect for the community. And how do we integrate, you know, the quality of life of our residents and the quality of the visit that the cruise passengers are going to have. So I always feel like the role that I have right now is very like keeping the equilibrium, you know, between, uh, of course, environmental matters, sustainable development. So we really have to gather all of those aspects and make sure that we have a business plan and a community plan that is to the benefit of the cruise industry, of course, because then we're kind of preserving the feel of the social license to operate in our city. And the fact that, you know, Quebec has been historically so proud of Welcome Cruise. If you think about that, Quebec actually built itself on cruise, but it was immigration at the time. So the port, since the beginning, we have cruise. It's just that the model changed and it's now not immigration anymore. But 
And so our citizens, and, and, and we know they're super proud to see the cruise ship. When we talk about the cruise days and the biggest cruise days that we have, you know, one of the things that our operational team have to manage is the fact that the Quebec citizens want to see the cruise ship. They want to admire it because that's the cruise ship they might uh, take, you know, next week in Quebec City. But that's also the same cruise ship they're going to go to take in, in Miami or Fort Lauderdale during the winter for their cruise vacation. So they're glad they can see it. So there's an attraction to it on a citizen's perspective. And I think, you know, it reflects the quality of the welcome that cruise passengers get in Quebec. It's a very warm welcome. We love to have them. So, you know, we, we really see it as uh, interrelated. Amazing. You're such a great speaker, girl. I love this. You really are. <laughs> Thank I'm you. like, keep going. I'm listening. I'm like learning from you. I love it. <laughs> let's, let's jump over. There's some big announcements that happened, something to do with Ponance and some big announcements. Talk about that a little bit. Yes. Yes. I, this is a dream. Of, of, of Renee. I know you know Renee from Cruise of St. Lawrence's. That was the dream that he, he and Priscilla from Saguenay, they were talking about this for a while. And it was, it was really like their goal. The challenge was how do we get, you know, the cruise lines to see the, the full seasons, plural, of, of, you know, Canada and New England? Because, of course, we built ourselves around the fall foliage and all, but summer and then winter, the winter dream came in. And Pana recently um, announced that they were going to do winter cruises in, in Quebec. So this is the first, as they say, the first Arctic cruise that is going to take place in our itinerary. And it's a big deal. It's a big deal, you know, in terms of tourism. We feel like it's a, it's a commitment. It's a trust that they, they've given us. But we're, we're secure about the product. I mean, where else... Can you have adventures, but like real adventures? And at the same time, finish your cruise in the UNESCO World Heritage City, light it up during winter. It's super romantic. You can go enjoy a glass of wine, stroll around a very nice city. So where else can you have that little experience? I mean, we're secure in the product. And, and from what we know right now, it's, 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 I think it's going to be one of many, you know? Yes. You're setting up the stage for all of Canada in a way to say, hey, look, we're leading the way. So if it's possible here, it could be possible in other parts of Canada as well. Good job. Good job, guys. That's amazing. You're leading the way. Why not? We're always joking around with the, the team here. We always say, you know, winter is the new hot. You know, it's the new hot thing because... We see people want different kinds of travel and we see the popularity that Antarctica has, Alaska has, but why not Canada and New England? We have many attributes that, that tend to those regions. Of course, it's a different experience, but once you did Antarctica, why not come into Canada? You're absolutely right. And you know what? I've been to Quebec in the wintertime. So I have two daughters, Claudia and Claire. Claudia is 13 and Claire is 10. Well, when they were smaller, I took them just on a girl's trip. It was winter time around Christmas time. And we went to Quebec City. I'm telling you, this was about five years ago, but they still talk about that. Because when you're down in that downtown area where they set up Santa Claus, they have everything, all the lights. It is so beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And I'm like, wow, 
Quebec City is just so beautiful. And at wintertime, it's just, it just elevates to a new level. Absolutely. And then we have Winter Carnival. That's a, a, it's a huge celebration for us. We, we are festive in winter as much as we are during the summer. So it, it's very funny. And I always say, and I joke around with my friends because, you know, many of my friends not living in Quebec City. And every time they come, we go and just stroll around. And they're like, you, you know, when I see a Hallmark Christmas movies, you know, the famous Christmas movies you watch during, you know, Christmas time. Yes. I always say, you know, our city is better than many of their setups, you know. So... Yeah, just one. It's 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 beautiful. I think it's it's long lasting memories. I agree. I think that is a hallmark city. I it's just so beautiful and picturesque as well. Good job, and I, I'm really excited. I was there and I heard that announcement about the the winter cruising starting, and I thought, wow, now we're getting into a new level, yeah. right? This is just wonderful, and the dedication that the destinations have put into it. It's custom because, you know, it's the first winter cruise. So every experience is custom made for the cruise passengers in destinations where during winter there's normally little tourism. So it's really, really feels for the cruise passengers that are going to experience this cruise. It's going to really feel for them like they're living something that's very exclusive and secluded, but in a very controlled way. So... I think they're going to be uh, falling in love with the, the winter season here. For sure. And it makes me think of, we had Simone from CruiseGate Hamburg on Cruise Combos not long ago. And he was sharing how they started off with winter cruising and where they are now, like how it grew. This is kind of sounds like it could be the mm -hmm. same path that you will follow or Canada, New England will follow in the years to come. I think people are hungry to see new things and new experiences. And why not? You know, can you imagine cruise and, and go see Quebec and in the wintertime and go see other parts of Canada? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that growing. That's awesome. Absolutely. So let tell me a little bit more, Riandre. Yeah, and we see, we see interest. Yes, that's awesome. And you know what else is interesting is... All the little cruise lines that we have, the niche market, the small luxury lines that are growing, expeditions, they want to go see different places. And I, I'm sure you're getting a lot of uh, conversations going and interest, like you said. It takes once to start the ball. Eh? And so we, we really feel like, uh, and we know we have requests for next uh, winter fam tours. And so we, we, we really see this as a potential. And it's now a matter of who's next, finally. <laughs> That's awesome. Congrats. And great leadership to Renee and Priscilla. Priscilla from Porto Saguenay. Yeah, good job to them because it always takes, you know, a couple of people to think we have a vision. Let's see, you know, as crazy as this may sound, can we make this happen? So amazing job to them. Let's talk about what is your cruise season looking like? What is it like this year? And what's the projection for next year? Yeah, we have 133 visits. Wow. Uh, of them, we have 30 uh, embark debarks, so turnarounds in the port. And this is something that we're really proud of. When I said I started 10 years ago with a Vindan ship, it was the first ship in turnaround that, from Holland America that dedicated you know, the season in home porting in Quebec. Okay. We now have... Every major brand turning in Quebec. 
Royal Caribbean, Princess, Holland America, name, 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 name all of it, Norwegian. So for us, it's a testament of growing the business. You know, it, it, it takes one to start and then it, it, goes, it goes up. And for us, it's, um, it's great because we had the commitment from the region to build a second terminal. We know there's a business there. We know people appreciate Quebec and home port operations. So now we have two terminals that are dedicated to this operation specifically. And so we were, we were able to, you know, better handle this and we just keep on growing. And, and it's uh, so it's going to be a fantastic season. As we speak, we're entering the busiest weeks. Mid-September to mid-October is, is really peak season for us. We always have like four or five ships in port. So those are the weeks that the operations team is looking uh you know, very happy, but they need a lot of coffee. <laughs> but it's it's a good challenge for us. But we have great partners here in the region and we have experience. I mean, we started a long time ago, so we're experienced in what we do. So it's going to be a very nice season. The brand new ships coming in, brand new companies, Explorer Journeys, for example, is going to be here next week with the brand new ship. I'm happy I'm going to be able to see it. So oh, wow. this is, yeah. you know, the novelty. We see Crystal coming back as well. Many European brands. And this is what's great about the port is we are in a model where we have very different sizes of cruise ship. It can go from expedition cruise ships to the bigger cruise ships. Um, so it's diverse and it's flexible. And I think, you know, from the numbers that we have, comeback of the cruise industry has been fabulous. So we thought we were going to go back to pre-pandemic numbers in five years, and it's going to take three years. It's great. Amazing. Great job. Yeah. And I love that you shared that cruise lines, you have them turning around there, and it really shows the quality of work that you guys are putting out because the, it sounds like the trust is there. They're trusting you to do the turnarounds. They're trusting you to be there. So exceptional job and great leadership to everybody. And it looks like you continue to grow and you're yeah. growing different areas, which is absolutely incredible to see. What else should we know? Is there something we should know about your region, anything or your port? What do we need to know? I can speak for Quebec and I, I know like many of your listeners may, maybe didn't really um, visit Quebec yet, but I think, you know, it's, it's a great way to discover history in Canada. And because, you know, Quebec is mainly French, French speaking, so we have the French heritage here. But at the same time, we're very much in an American city, so you can have a UNESCO World Heritage here with the walled city. It's beautiful just to walk in Quebec City, but then 20 minutes away, if you're an adventure person, you're, you're, you're hiking a mountain. If you're in winter, you're skiing. So I always say everything in Quebec is 20 minutes away. It's really true. Like, <laughs> but, you know, I think there's, a, there's something to be discovered in Canada. And, and we talk about, you know, millennials that want to come in, the, the, you know, that we want to attract in the cruise industry. That's very important to boost the numbers in the the next um, few um, years but I think you know in a cruise for from a millennial standpoint because I'm one <laughs> but but also for everyone I think you know if, if you come from western Canada from the U.S. and you want to you want to visit eastern Canada the Quebec Canada New England itinerary is one of the greatest fastest way and most efficient way to discover many places in Canada at once. You would never be able to do this, you know, driving ever. So it would take you forever. 
But then you, you just embark on a cruise and you can discover full history and full foliage if you're in fall, but also many adventures that are impossible to see in any other way than cruising. I love that. Let's talk about Putin. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Talk, Which talk one, Claudine? That's very, very, uh, you know, very Canadian, but very from your area as well. Tell everybody yes. what it is. Oh, my God. Pootsie. <laughs> it's funny. You I didn't know the that. conversation would go here, did you? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Never. Uh, first of all, poutine is a, it's a very heavy meal. So <laughs> it's good for winter, I would say. But it's also good. It's, it's good, you know, whenever. It's French fries, cheese curds, and gravy. But damn, you know, this is the standard version of poutine, which is absolutely excellent. But then you can upscale it because, you know, as Quebecers, we love our poutine. But, you know, in Quebec, we have that French culinary heritage, so we tend to mix it up a bit. So you can have duck confit poutine. You can have lobster poutine. You can have, you know, pork belly poutine. Like every kind of poutine is imaginable. So it's, it's a tradition here. I always say it's a tradition that you, you also like to have at three o'clock in the morning, but you know, it depends on your lifestyle, <laughs> but uh, it's, yeah. So poutine is, uh, and it's been exported. Many parts of Canada have different kinds of poutine. I don't know, Claudine, in your part, what entitles to poutine, because it's changed a bit. We have it here in New Brunswick, but you guys have the best because your cheese curds are better. I will not just say that we have good ones here. They're okay. But, you know, if you want to try authenticity, authentic poutine, Quebec is the place. I remember the girls when we were there and they're like, Mom, this does not taste like poutine back home. I'm like, no, you're having the real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you have to know in Quebec, there's a restaurant that's called Ashton. That's typical to Quebec. There's n nowhere else in, in, in the Quebec region province that you have it. So people from Montreal come into Quebec to have a poutine from Ashton, for example. Oh my goodness. And we now have what, yeah. And we now have what we call the poutine week where every restaurant in the city, even the famous Chateau Frontenac has its own poutine like creation for this week so you can actually go everywhere and rate the best poutine so it's a cult it's a cult. like a that sounds like a new <laughs> tour idea create your own poutine. <laughs> yes yeah we're gonna take yeah. no, we're gonna take claim on this marie and you know when it's invented we're we'll like you heard this on cruise combos part of sea trade cruise talks yeah yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god we've had a really good time you're a great person i i love getting to know you a little bit more through this uh, episode now we're gonna do the last question and the last question i love asking people because you get to know them a little bit more and the question is if you look back now to when you were younger what piece of advice would you give your younger self? <laughs> oh, my God. Just don't take yourself so seriously. <laughs> it's, you know, if you start appreciating life as soon as you start having your ego out of the way, you know, you need to really, like, fully embrace, you know, life and let it go and just, yeah, I think, like, just letting go. You know, when I was young, I was always like super ambitious. I was like, I'm doing this and I'm doing my master and I'm going to go in politics. I was always like driven with something. 
And then, you know, as soon as you find, you know, that little spark of passion, I think you can begin to just let go because then, you know, life has put you in the right path. And then you start just enjoying and start just having not so many questions about where will I be in five years or where will I be in six? And so it's to me that that part would be like, just don't take yourself so seriously. Just, you know, chill a bit. <laughs> you know what? But yeah, I love that advice. I think you're spot on. You look at the younger generation. You're a millennial. I'm a millennial. But you look at, you know, some of the Gen Z's right now and. Yep. They're trying to do everything right away and have it all done. I think maybe in a way we were the same way, uh, trying to be like, okay, I want to reach this goal, this goal, but you know, just be kind of thing. That's what you mean. Just, you know what? Don't, don't take yourself too seriously. Just live in the moment and, and see where things go. I love that advice. You did the same, Claudine. You embraced your passion and then it's, it started booming for you in, in a very good way. I, your business. I can't believe it, you know. I'm pretty excited. We're doing so well. So it's, it's, it's awesome. Marie Andre, it has been a Congratulations. joy. Thanks, girl. It's been a joy getting to know you more. Same for me. Yeah, you're incredible. Wishing you all the best with this epic new winter season cruising coming up in a little bit and uh, you're jumping into this huge cruise season the big time right now and you know what we're celebrating a big thing because it's world tourism day today any little side story you want to share about tourism and what it means to you well i can say that ever since i'm very young it's important to me because <laughs> there is always a travel and plan and it's it's an absolute necessity for me so good travel and tourism day everyone i think we have a wonderful industry it's more significant when you're in the industry to celebrate it but you know as well as i do the importance of what this industry has in the lives of many 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 people around us I think, you know, whenever I see a ship coming, for example, I always know, you know, this ship we helped attract. We talked with the company, they trusted us. And now there's going to be positive sparks everywhere in the city because they're going to be buying an art painting. They're going to be buying some new coat. And, you know, this ripple effect is just beneficial. So happy World Tourism Day, everyone. I love it. Happy World Tourism Day to everyone, to all of our listeners. And to our cruise industry, you know, tourism connects us all. It really does. And we all play a role in this great experience that we try to provide for all of the visitors coming. We all play a role in this tourism beautiful sector that we have. And wishing you guys a happy tourism, World Tourism Day today. Thanks for listening to this episode, everyone. Keep shining bright. Ciao.